Hello you awesome beings, welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known. This podcast is a love letter to my younger self of all the things I wish I'd known before I had deep issues with my mental health and my spiritual awakening. I hope you enjoy listening. Why not head to my website and purchase the new Live From Lockdown, seven guided meditations and gong meditations for your listening pleasure. Use the code TIWIK15, T-I-W-I-K-15 to get 15% off now. Hello and welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known podcast with your host, Rachel, the founder of Welford Wellbeing. I'm really honoured to be here today with one of my teachers, the woman who got me, well, not necessarily got me into, but definitely got me into Gong because I was not into it before her course, Cherub Sanson. And I'm really excited. She's a sound artist and teacher based in London. She also runs Cherubella, which is an awesome, if you're after any sound equipment, please go and check it out. She makes the most incredible, cost-effective crystal bowls, beautiful tuning forks. And she's also just launched, which is so exciting, and I'm definitely getting a membership, the Sister Sound Circle. Now, when Cherub was talking about this on video that I saw, I was like, I have to just share this with everyone as a part of her intro. She says that she's mainlining New Moon Sister Sound Energy once a month, and it's the healthiest addiction she's ever had. And I just love that explanation. You'll find as we go through the podcast just how addictive Cherub's energy is. She's super, super heart-centered. She's all about building community and support. And part of the Sister Sound Circle is to create this clear path of light so that we can walk it together and I just oh it just made me melt like I absolutely love that and I think you're really you know as people will come to know and love just someone who loves to bring people together and we all rise up together and that's definitely something that I love too so thank you for coming on my podcast Oh, well, thank you. My absolute pleasure. I think that's the best intro I've ever had, Rachel. <laughs> you know, my wedding. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that. They don't I'm really a... get what I do. <laughs> I'm available for all public events, guys, just in case you want to book me. I don't know if you can afford me, but I'm definitely available. <laughs> payment in crystal balls. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm not even joking. <laughs> I definitely would. I thought you might. I trained you well. <laughs> I mean, it is an addiction, isn't it, sound therapy, when you get into it? It is. And when you learn, you realise, how did I not know this? Because it's not like you're learning new things. It's an ancient remembering of the way things used to be and the way our ancestors understood sound and vibration. So when you really get to know it, it's literally just a reminder, isn't it? And life changes forever. It's so interesting because one of the things I wanted to touch on was, I don't even know if you know this, I only came on your course because I wanted to learn singing bowls and drum because well, I was that's doing... Very yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you probably didn't like. <laughs> but so, uh, quite a few people had recommended your course, as do I. If anyone who asked me, I'm like, yeah, go and train with Tim and Cherub, they're amazing. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go. And day two, I remember it was gong day. And at this point, I really didn't like gong. I'd been to about four gong bars and thought, I don't enjoy it. I get really anxious. I don't know what's going on because nobody had explained to me that it can, it's a teacher, brings things up, shows you what needs to be healed, right? No one explained that to me. Everyone said, it's so peaceful. You're going to have the best experience. And not that I had a bad experience, but I had an anxious experience. And so day two was gong. And I remember texting my friend going, oh my God. 
you know, it's gong day, what the hell? And she was like, just go with it, like, have fun, just trust, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. And then I remember just picking up the flumi, which for anyone who doesn't know, is one of the things that you use to play the gong with, basically, other than a beater. And I picked it up and just started to play the gong. And Tim came over to me and said, oh, how long have you been playing? And I said like 10 seconds I don't know how long was that and he was like oh you're remembering and I was like what a compliment mm. off Tim yeah that is the highest order of compliments you can get I don't think I've had one off him and I've been playing with him 10 years <laughs> maybe he was having a good day no no you and, were a student I remember <laughs> and I was like oh and then I, I it was so different playing it to listening to it and so then that, <laughs> wow, I was hooked after that. And I, I'd love to know, how did you get bitten? How did you get the bug? Like, what? how did you get into the sound healing? Well, that's so interesting that you had that experience because I'll tell you how I got into it in a second, but what, I didn't like gongs either, just as a little sign. No way. Uh, don't get it. I'm uncomfortable. I'm stressed out. Why is everybody having a chilled out time? I'm getting no visions. I, I simply do not understand this. And it was actually irritating me. I did... Bear in mind, this is 10, 10, 12 years ago before it was a thing like it is yeah. now. You'd get the odd gong bath at Alchemy Yoga Studio. You know, it wasn't as available as it is now. And, mm. um, and you'd get maybe a 15-minute gong bath at the end of a Kundalini session, which was no flumies, just hardcore mallets thrashing. It isn't really played or wasn't played with the finesse that it is now, thanks to Tim and the way he's taught us all. Yeah. Um, but So I didn't get the experience at all, but... I did some research on it and I, I understood that we are vibration. I was starting to get that. So I got the, the physiological benefits of it. So I thought, right, well, I'll keep going because I believe in it. But I never really settled into it, if I'm honest. I believed in it so much that I wanted to, I got quite inquisitive and wanted to learn and eventually got into this sort of area where I wanted to play. And then when you play it, it changes everything. Then you receive it in a whole different way when you can play it. That's why I think everyone should learn. That how I got into it originally before that was after I graduated uni, travelled for about six, seven years and spent time immersing myself in different cultures all across the world where sound, drumming, singing, flute, a mantra, to a certain extent gongs a little bit in India, was such a normal part of everyday life that it became very normal for me to be sitting in a drum circle or singing with a tribe of women or listening to a, a flute. So I knew when I got back to England in 2011, I wanted to somehow learn, but it was never to build this empire that I found myself with now. It was just because I wanted to learn. And for me as a hobby, but you'll know yourself, as soon as you, you dip your toe in, it becomes the healthiest obsession you've ever had because the more you know, the more you want to learn, the more instruments you want to play. And, you know, you end up with this Aladdin's cave of instruments that is far more than one human ever could really need in this room right now. You can't see it all, but it's it's over the top. I've gone I'm, too far. <laughs> I'm not even joking how many times a day I have to say to myself, you're not allowed to buy a gong today, Rachel. <laughs> especially no, on lockdown. Wrong. Always <laughs> well, especially on lockdown, because I'm like, I made the mistake a while back when I wanted to upgrade. So I first started playing with a chow gong, which incidentally, the gorgeous Sula, who also trained with us, now owns in oh, Thailand. Nice yeah, gong. so, and I, felt, I was so gutted to sell it. You know what it's like? It's like, I don't oh, know. Oh, she you, yours? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it was so nice to sell it to her because anyone that's ever played probably any instrument, but definitely gong, they have a personality and you get to know it. And the way that you, it's almost, I don't know, I feel like it's a bit of a dance. Mm -hmm. Like you're, it's like you kind of create 
a shape which creates a sound and then you're listening to the gong and you're you're almost like waiting for it to to show you or kind of there's like a little I don't know it's like this subtle knowing of like okay now it wants me to do this and it's almost like the gong's playing you you know what I mean and so then when I was like I really want to get this other gong but I can't afford it unless I sell this one and I was like oh and and I was like I don't want to sell my first gong I'm so like in love with it and it's you know it's been such a great gong we'd had so many lovely gong blasts together and the feedback from people have been so amazing but I was like I'm ready to move on now and I know that I need another one and then Sula was like, oh, it was almost super synchronistic on Facebook. And I'm looking for a new gong. And I was like, I'm going to sell mine, but I don't want to really sell it. And so she came around and played it for a while. And we just had a little jam and a catch up and everything. And she ended up buying it. And now that's that's her gong. So it's, it was a really nice circle of, of life. But I really, when I then bought the new one, when I got the money, I bought it online. I was convinced. I was like absolutely convinced. I'd sat in meditation. I'd tuned in. I was like... I need a Neptune gong because I'm Pisces and da, da 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 Anyway, the Neptune gong arrived and I was so excited. I played it and I was like, oh, absolutely hated it. hated it. I was like, oh no. So luckily they said, oh, you can bring it back. And I took it back to their warehouse and they let me play loads of other ones. And I actually fell in love with the Uranus, which is what I play now, which is very odd, right? I mean, if anyone watching this on YouTube can see yeah. her face, it's not necessarily... You've got to be an avid sound healer to even know about that gong. It's not a popular one, is it? But I just asked them to bring loads out and I thought, I'm not even going to know what they are. And I just stayed in this room and I kept putting different gongs on and playing with my eyes closed until I was like, which one am I connected with? And it was this one. But I'd really like to get a symphonic and I, but I want to play, I, I don't want to make that mistake again of going, right, I want a 32 or 34 or 36 or whatever size I'm going to go for and just have it delivered like I, w- I want to go and play and see which one I connect with. That would be my advice to anybody. As much as you can, don't order things online. You, it, it is a connection and it's a relationship. Mm. It's like a convergence of two energies molding together. And you, you've got to sit in front of it, whether it's a bowl, a flute, a, a, a drum, a gong. You've got to feel that connection first. And, and yeah, you can't really get that over the internet. So, yeah, if, if you can, just get there and, and connect and the right one will find its way to you. Well, it's a good segue, right? Because you, I mean, I don't know with COVID and everything, how have you been coping because I know that you've got these beautiful crystal bowls and you allow people just to come and play and connect in that way because as we've just discussed it's it's not ideal is it I mean you can see the ones that you want and I'm sure there's sound healers that would disagree but I'm definitely come at it from an energy perspective of like there is a real I don't know I feel like they've all got personality and just in the same way that you don't get on with some people you're like nah (laughs) <laughs> and I've, I've been um, running my instrument business now for about four years and I only have one instrument, one one crystal bowl of stocking at a time and when that gets sold I buy another one in so I keep it small, 20, 25, 30 bowls and no two have ever been the same, no two of the exact same bowl have ever sounded the same so it's not an exact science, <laughs> exact science. And, that's, and that's the beauty of it really that everyone is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of my Cherubella clients that have been buying bowls off me for years we've got that trust there so we've been doing some FaceTime calls and I play for them and I get the, get on the piano and work out what keys they've already got and we find what can make a minor fifth and so I bring those bowls out and they trust my judgment so I've still been selling bowls and sending them off because they trust the ones that I choose for them 
Yeah. Um, and then now that things have loosened up a bit, people have been coming around and, and buying bowls again. So Cherubella's thriving anyway, either way. And the tuning forks, you don't need to try them because they all no. are quite uniform, actually. And I've been sending them out. So to be honest, I've, I've really been enjoying having a bit of a slow pace of life and spending more time on instruments and not dragging gongs and yoga mats up and downstairs to big churches. I know you can relate to that. So I've, I've really, really enjoyed being a bit stiller. I literally... I can't even tell you how much I haven't missed. I live, my flat is six flights of stairs. Wow. And I, you know, I play a lot. Like sometimes I'll play two or three times a week. Oh my and, and this is another reason because I'd really like a 36 or a 38. You know, there's, there's lots of gongs that I would really like. But have you ever tried to get in a 36 or 38 up and down six flights of stairs let alone on a tube or a bus or you know because sometimes because people say to me I'll get an uber and I'm like but sometimes it's genuinely quicker at rush hour and lots of people want you to play at six seven o'clock you know because that's when people finish work it's actually quicker to get on the tube than get stuck in traffic and maybe not get there in time and there's a real juggle sometimes between what you're getting paid as a practitioner and paying 40 50 quid as a round trip in an uber or parking and the central congestion charge zone which you know is now what 15 pounds if you go in there for a day and parking could be anything from if you're lucky six or seven pounds an hour up to 15 pounds an hour Mm. and you're going to be there an hour before you play in an hour to pack down probably you could maybe get it into a bit less but it starts getting like well i'm not getting paid yeah, I, I see that a lot with my graduates and, and a lot of that comes from the fact that the yoga studios just aren't paying what the time is worth. Mm. That's, that's, that, it saddens me a bit because, you know, Tim's been doing this, my teacher, my sound partner, Tim Weeter, the, the guy who brought this entire movement to the West in 82, one of them. So we've seen and, and helped to expand the field of practitioners via the trainings that we've done, 44 new sound healers a year, every year for quite a while. And we do see that. We, we see some centres just not paying what 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 everyone's time is worth and, and we've never really worked in the centers we put our own events on as you know so mm. it's a different it's a different it's a different way we do things but I, I would love to see more of that just yeah then just oh, loosening the purse strings a little bit and paying our faithful amazing sounding graduates what what you're all worth and i know that it's coming because this is what's being valued more and more now as we start to re-engage with our sacred nature it's wellness and everything that can connect us closer back to our hearts and anything that creates more of a revival of that community spirit and lying down amongst 30 other equals from all over london and receiving sound healing in this way it is an equalizer and it's the best way for people to uh, spend the time and money i think so think things are shifting and trust me when i first started this you couldn't you couldn't get people to be interested in this we had to work really hard to create and help to forge the industry to what it is now so that it's a bit more mainstream but even early on you know 10 years ago it was it wasn't easy to create a sustainable life out of this but here we are and we're all making it and helping people every day and it's a wonderful thing to do everybody should train there's room for everyone I agree it's crazy it's actually crazy sometimes I sit here and I think you know when you're at school and they're like what do you want to be when you grow up if someone had said to me you're going to be playing this gong instrument and teaching meditation and like training people on their mental health and stuff like that I would have been I would have laughed I've been like what are you talking about there's no no way you know and now there's so much 
so much possibility now for people and it's you know it's people like you and Tim really I'm super grateful you've paved the way you know it must have been it was hard enough now because I set up what three years ago and it's getting more every year it's getting more and and what I I like about you and I think we're very much on the same page here is there's room for everyone like I never worry like people a few people have said to me before like oh there's so many new people getting into it and da, 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 and I'm like woo great you know the more people the merrier right like and I, think, but- I think a lot of people lose sight of why they originally trained in the first place you know a lot of people a lot of our graduates ask us how they can be successful when there's so much competition but show me an industry that doesn't have that competition there isn't one everybody has it and and you know a lot of the sound healers showed their true colors around the lockdown time because there were those that were sharing tips on how to get the sound best online and those that would not tell you what, what microphone they just bought and i just didn't no judgments but just an observation it was just interesting to see who kept the information and who shared you know mm. and, and that in itself is just a classic example of, of if you just open and you have your heart hands like this not like this you're just open to life and letting life flow through you and you're not holding on. Like a lot of people are trying to control. If you just let go and open up, life and energy can flow through you. Nothing gets blocked and it's that constant channel. And that way, you know, anytime you see someone else getting, and loads of our graduates have had infinite more amount of press than we have because we never even tried to get press. We never even focused on that. It wasn't possible when we started mm. now we're seeing you jasmine steph like loads of our of our girls and, and many others that i haven't even got time to mention getting amazing press and we see it and it feels like it was us it doesn't feel like oh i can't believe they've got it and we haven't we're their teachers it feels like look at our family like look at what we're achieving and look at the possibility this wasn't possible for us when we started and so every time any of our graduates has a success we or even not our graduates you know lots of people come to me that didn't train with us that i still advise and help them watch what equipment to get we are all one family infinitely and that's what Samuel teaches you about the vibratory nature of all things mm. that we are all connected in this interwoven web of life and that's why it's so important that everyone has at least a basic understanding of sound and vibration energy you know it should be taught in school because if we knew this now then we'd be different people or it wouldn't have taken us this long to get here oh I agree um for anyone that's listening who might be going gongs crystal balls frequencies what are you talking about yeah sorry guys 20 minutes in and we're going to start explaining what the hell we're talking about <laughs> do you know what but people know me they're like oh she, she'll get to the point in a minute <laughs> worth the wait yeah be all right um we get there in the end so i mean how would you describe sound healing or you know frequency healing however you talk about it So I, we, work with very specific frequencies of sound that help people to heal, relax and transform using a complete myriad of different sounds and frequencies of insurance from things like gongs to the voice to crystal bowls, tuning forks, native drums, Native American flutes, bells, whistles, you name it. We've got it. We've played it and we will heal with it. (laughs) There is no doubt about it. So working on how the instruments work is they they put out this fundamental tone that has these harmonics all above and below and around it that will help through a process called entrainment help to slowly and subtly as these instruments are being played they will work their way to you and help to realign you back right at your core at a cellular level so anything in your body that's that's kind of been tripped out of alignment from say stress anxiety, really annoying tube journey, heartbreak, trauma, grief, any of those things, a headache, and to a certain extent physical pain as well, 
through sound healing, we can actually help to integrate and rebalance you. So if you, we're beginning to understand now that everything is vibration, and that's not necessarily a sound healer term, we're all beginning to become aware of that now, that we're not individual people or separate from each other. We are together, this oscillating sea of vibration at our very core. If you look through a microscope, we are atoms spinning and energy revolving, and all of that has a frequency. Everything, if we could hear it, has a tone, has a frequency. So if there's some kind of imbalance in your body, from my perspective, the best and most effective way to target that imbalance is through sound, frequency, energy, vibration, whether that be Reiki or actual sound or intentional prayer. Everything has a frequency and a vibration. And if, and if you become aware of that and you just relax and let it in, the sound has a unique potency and a capacity to completely rearrange and shift your cellular structure. So you can become a more optimistic, happier, healthier, more balanced state of mind and overall just a, a calmer, more peaceful person. And I've seen, you know, genuinely over the years, anecdotal evidence to suggest that this is real, it's happening. We've seen people have phenomenal responses to it. And then on top of that, we've got the research that we've done personally with EEG machines that show and prove, scientifically speaking, that when you get prolonged experience to the gong, when you're lying down and receiving the gong in a relaxing setting, it takes you into a state of theta. And in that brainwave state, that is where you're aiming to get to when you meditate. So say right now we're in beta, we're chatting, it's all very active, alpha, relaxed, reading a book, watching a film, theta, meditation state, which I know you know all about. I'm sure you've probably even done theta healing as well, knowing you tick all the boxes. You <laughs> I've looked at it. Yeah, I thought you <laughs> looked at it. That's enough. <laughs> tick, done, move on. That, when you're in that theta brainwave state, that is when all those amazing neurochemical releases can happen in the brain, the body, the vital flushes of antioxidants that you need to stay healthy. So that's why Tim calls it the lazy man's meditation. Because when you receive in sound healing, you're getting all the benefits of meditation without necessarily having to sit there and concentrate. The sound does, does the work for you. So that's why people feel so relaxed and calm after it. And yeah. then there are, there's so much more research now that backs up what I'm saying that sound healing is no longer this sort of just this spiritual experience that's tucked away in the spiritual community every day thanks to us and you and everyone around us we're all flying the flag and moving sound healing into more of a mainstream platform and every day people are becoming more aware of it, its capability to help people it's crazy way. when you look at some of the research that's being done now I'm trying to think of the guy's name I wasn't going to talk about this so I haven't prepped but there's a TED talk that I saw that blew my mind and it was showing about resonant frequencies and, and entrainment. And the guy has two tuning forks, one which he strikes and one which he doesn't strike. And they've got microphones next to the both of them. And so he strikes, let's say, the, the one on the left-hand side, the, the tuning fork, and the one on the right just starts playing the same frequency. And it's like, what, what? And then he goes into this whole thing about how he's been pinpointing specific frequencies for cancer and how he's found the same way that we are trying to work with resonant frequencies, the ones the body likes, the dissonant frequencies can actually be beneficial for cells that we don't want, like mm -hmm. cancer, for example. So he was finding the frequencies that essentially explode instead of the frequencies that we normally work with that are trying to support the regeneration of healthy cells. He was finding the, the frequencies that damage and, and destroy unhealthy cells. And he's found some, I can't remember, there was three types of cancer that he's found these frequencies for and he's and he's doing it I think if I remember rightly it was about 200 people that he'd already worked with 
Um, and the, obviously the research is ongoing, but it's just like, wow, man. And when you start to, I mean, it is a wormhole, isn't it? You know, I'm similar to you. I love to research and look into things, but I started seeing, oh my God, they use sound for crowd control in riots and they use sound for, you know, not always for good things and, oh, yeah. and all these different frequencies you go on. You're just like, whoa, this is like a whole nother thing. And I guess I used to, when I first started with energy healing, especially people were like, what, mm. you know, what even is it? And I was trying to consistently like prove to people, oh my God, it's this amazing thing. And it works like this and da, 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 da. And now I don't try and convince anybody or I just, do my thing and I'm like if you're on board you're on board and if you're not you will be eventually because I don't know morphic resonance we're all learning <laughs> and as, as yeah. we each learn we're that, gonna learn that, even more that's what this time is all about right now it is about whole those of us that have been so lucky to explore that the energy and everything that's around us we've been able to become the frequency ourselves because we are immersing ourselves at every angle in the healing harmonics of the gong the bowls the voice we're humming every day we're chanting what we're ideally meditating so we're cleaning constantly cleaning out our energy field so that when this time has come where everybody's there's all this uncertainty in the air a sense of powerlessness in a way we can hold the grid we can be the frequency mm. for those amongst us that haven't managed to discover it yet or have felt experience of it so there are enough of us now worldwide we are many million strong and we are all banging our gongs banging our drums not banging the balls you don't bang a ball that's <laughs> not shit but generally singing together and creating this sense of unity that is raising up the rest of the masses to move to the fourth fifth sixth dimension we're getting pretty cosmic there but that just basically means that the more you understand about sound the better relationship you have with your body with your higher self with your community and with the earth so learn it immerse yourself in it because it, it truly is the medicine for the future and the, and the past i agree it's interesting since i have been doing energy and sound healing so probably you know the last four maybe five years now god Stuck feeling old, don't you? Yeah, 2016, um, I think you trained, didn't you? You came to. Uh, trying to remember uh, now. Or 16. It was when you were still doing it at that lovely place out in the sticks somewhere. I don't yeah. even know where it was because I got driven there. 2016, so God knows. It's it might have been, I think it might have been 16. But anyway, but I was doing energy work like Reiki for a couple of years before I did the sound stuff. And I just don't seem to get touch wood. I'm healthy. You know, I don't seem to get coughs and colds and things like that. I just don't seem to pick anything up. And I still have the issues with my mental health to an extent. But again, that is highly managed, manageable now. Like it's, you know, I do have dips and whatever, like I'm working on it. But I'm still convinced that I'm going to cure myself. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I'm like, okay, well, you're not quite there yet. You've, you've nearly got your tools all nailed, but something you've got to learn or something you've got to clear is still there but I'm absolutely convinced that there will be a time in my future where I don't need to talk about depression and anxiety anymore as if I'm the one with the symptoms I can help others through their journey but I don't think many people think like that that they can cure things or get rid of things no and that's the thing is and also you you are relatable more so because you're walking the path that you you know you're 
you're helping, you're healing, and you've been through it and are still going through it. So that that to me is gold as a healer because people can trust you more. And because if they know that you've been through or are still going through what they're going through, it's entrainment. It's that thing called sympathetic resonance where your client can relate to you. And that's ultimately what creates the, the, the best bridge between client and, and healer. Sorry, yeah, client and healer. So that's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you're, like, you're probably very, very grateful for the fact that you have been through it or are still going through it because it's it's the gateway. It's funny when it pops up because I had a dip quite recently really and I'm still not properly out of it and what this time I was like I'm going to be really truthful and I put a little message in my Facebook group and various things and just said look guys I'm you know I'm, I'm in a bit of a dip I need to rest my brain a bit which annoys me more than you probably <laughs> I like doing stuff but I'm just going to be on it and I was just amazed at the outpouring of support and how you know anyone that's got any kind of health issue especially an invisible health issue can probably relate to the fact that it's just so scary to share it with other people number one it makes it real so you've then got to go oh shit it's happening again number two you just think you're going to get judged you feel very vulnerable quite scared so you're worried that people are going to be like oh which is ridiculous because I'm like these are people that love you they're more likely going to be going oh my god are you okay how can I support you but in my like unwell brain it goes they're all gonna hate you if you tell them you're ill and you're like what doesn't even make sense so it was really beautiful that kind of outpouring of support and I think this is something that I've always really respected about like you and Tim and how there is just that honesty the truth of you just living your life being who you are and you know teaching people and helping them to rise up and the same with the sister circle stuff that you're doing I think it's really going to be powerful stuff because you focus on community and and growth together not that kind of isolation which I think sometimes with mental health we get the Mm. thing where we want to hide and be like no one can see me (laughs) you know yeah, and also not not feeling like you need to be on a platform as well. Um, mm. as, as somebody that's facilitating groups or is providing healing for people, you can often feel like you can't you can't admit to people that you've not got your shit together or there's something's you know not quite right inside. And and that's partially why I did set up Sister Sound Circle, not as to not to be the leader of it, but just to be the representative that you know brings it all together. But ultimately, we all share and support each other. And that's what I love about it is that I make mistakes. Sometimes I need help. I need support from them and they give me support and we all help each other. And it's just this an equal circle. And I think that's what the world needs more of, you know, less less centralised power and just a community, which mm. is which is which seems like the way we're all going to go eventually. Hopefully. So what's your biggest learning from, because you were saying obviously you were travelling before and things like that. So I'm assuming you didn't just, you weren't just born a, a sound healer. I've um, had no, no musical experience whatsoever. Played the piano a bit as a kid, but only because I was forced to and stopped it as soon as I was old enough to make decisions for myself. Can't, couldn't read music, not gifted. No, like if you speak to Josie, for example, our lovely friend Josie plays the bowl, she would probably say something like, I didn't choose sound healing, sound healing chose me, because she is quite literally an angel walking the earth. So she will already have had natural gifts and abilities. And a lot of people who were drawn to sound healing already had the gifts. I didn't have any of them gifts whatsoever, zero connection to spirit, zero understanding of spirit, and no musical gifts or abilities. 
So the reason why I went, well, I trained originally, like I said, because I went traveling and understood that it's, it's such an innate part of human experience and of culture and of community. And I wanted to learn more from like a, a curious point of view. And so then I went just gung-ho into it, researching days in the British Library, hanging off every word Tim said for the past 10 years, seeking out the leaders in my field and, and learning from them and doing everything I can, the books, the documentaries, you've done it all too. Just immerse myself in it. And I've got to this point now, 10 years on, where we've created an empire together, me and Tim, and it's, it's an incredible journey that we've been on and we will be on forever. And it feels like a really equal, lovely soul contract, brother and sister for life side by side. And I wouldn't be who I am without him. And, and to think about my learnings, I get a lot of what I learn, a lot of my wisdom comes from him, just the subtle things that he says, just one, just one sentence here and there, and it will completely shift my whole perspective on everything. But I think, I, I mean, I could, I could reel off a million of those learnings that I've, I've had from him because he really, truly is my greatest teacher and he's the wisest man I've ever met. And I think recently, in light of where we're at now and what my most recent learning is, it's about balance because what I'm realising now that I've stopped is how ridiculously like masculine, hardcore, Chesmanian devil, go, 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 I was out there in the world. And I only just realised this the other day that what I used to do pre-lockdown was at the end of every night, I'd lie in bed, one hand on the heart, one hand on the womb, and I'd just do some deep breathing and I'd just say, right, what did I achieve today? And I'd start reeling off in my head all the things that I'd achieved so that I could be proud of myself that I'd had a productive day. So it'd be like, yep, yeah, sold a couple of bowls, did that gig, got that invoice cleared, sent out that tuning fork, did an interview, blah, 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 blah. That was how I determined success back then. And quite right, you know, I had a business to run and everything was going really well and I had tick lists to check off. But in lockdown, because I haven't had that go, go, go kind of yang energy, what I've been focusing on quite naturally, like all of us, is nutrition, being in the park, reading, playing instruments, learning a language, spending time with my family, eating well and all that. So naturally, there's been this weird sort of transition into my little practice at night when I go to sleep, where I'm like, right, what did I achieve today? Did I meditate? Yes. 20 minutes yoga? Yeah. Did I go barefoot on the grass? Yeah. Did I spend time with my sisters? Did I eat well? And so the whole, my whole idea of what success and productivity means has completely changed in lockdown. And I'm, I'm promised myself that I'm going to maintain that when I come out. So long story short, what I would say that really it's my biggest lesson is balance, is being able to have that like fiery, jumping through flaming hoops and superhero knocking down barriers just to get what you want in life and having that drive and that chutzpah. And you have to have that. You have to have that in life. Otherwise, you know, there's a good chance that the circle of life will just leave you behind. But if you don't have that yin, yummy, feminine, meditative, contemplative, introspective, connecting to the moon, being attuned to the moon and the cycles of the moon, the rest and the new beginnings and the candles and the crystals, you need to have the, the, the balance of them both. My beautiful boyfriend said to me just this morning, know the yang, but stay in the yin. It's a quote from somewhere, but it's so true. If you stay in that calm, flowing, meditative, feminine energy, but know when to drive forward. Whereas with me and everything that I've, I'm proud of myself of what I've achieved in this field over the past 10 years, pretty much got all of it from the, okay, let's go. <laughs> and I'm realizing now that maybe I worked a little bit harder than I needed to work, actually. It's like going exertion, exertion all the time rather than just sit still, meditate and bring the world to welcome it in. Yeah. I'm I'm still learning that too, because I'm very much like, I don't know, my best friend, she's so funny. She's always like, 
When you talk to me about your diary, I get anxiety. <laughs> you say that to me too. I, I'm with you. But I don't find it, you know, that's just, I, I am quite a fast moving human being and I do have rest. Even this week, Tuesday, I didn't work. I watched a whole binge of, what was it? Upload on Amazon. Is it good? You know what? I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's good. It wasn't bad. It was just, you know, one of those things. It was quite interesting because it's about uploading your soul to heaven. and But heaven's now like you have to pay to be in there. And it's like, you know, you're an avatar, basically. So it was quite interesting just from a kind of perspective of what I believe about consciousness and all this kind of stuff. And it was just very easy to watch, which was what I needed. I was like, I just need a distraction. I don't want any violence. I don't want any like people screwing each other over and like being horrible to each other. I just want a kind of moving wallpaper, casual thing. And it was it was good for that. I quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important, and I'm starting to try. I'm starting to try and learn how to slow down and when to slow down because I do pile things on my plate and I know that I do that but I just get so I'm like you I get so excited yeah about ideas and what I want to achieve things and that that does take drive you know that is the difference between being mediocre and being you know astounding It's, it's like how how hard are you willing to work I guess to a certain extent but what I've what I've realized over the past year or so especially working with Tim who's on the decline in terms of he just wants to chill on the decline if I, not physically like he's healthy <laughs> oh, in terms of like how much effort he's prepared to put into life like if I pick him up and drop him off and carry his flute bag he'll come and play but anything more than that and he's not he's not gonna do it can we just explain a little bit more about Tim? Because people, people listening might be like, "What?" Alex, like he's nearly sixty-eight. He's a he's a hero. He's a living legend. He brought Sanning here in the in the early eighties, along with a couple of other key members, and has had twenty-five plus number one selling spiritual albums in the world. He used to be in the Arrhythmics, played with the Grateful Dead, spoke alongside Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra. And like for me, he's my hero through he and through. He's a hero. He's a hero. He is a hero. A, a fine musician as well, world-class standard. And I'm lucky enough to call him my sound partner. He trained me in 2011. And we've been playing and performing and teaching and sharing and speaking ever since. Having said that, he is on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of in terms of effort, he wants yeah. to ride his bike in Hampstead Heath. He wants to read, listen to the Beatles music on vinyl. And he wants a simple, beautiful life that he's more than earned. He's achieved more in his life than anyone else I know. So I've taken the reins in a way. And I've had that chutzpah to create a bit of a spiritual renaissance for him because we, he's reliving a new chapter of his life through me together. And so I, I have learned from him a lot about just balance and where to put your energy and stuff. And what I have learned quite recently is that when you do slow down and you let things get still and quiet, you can start to listen to the guidance of your own shining heart. And from that place, new opportunities arise and you can start to see things from a higher perspective. And it's from there that you can start making more heart-led decisions. And the whole Sister Sound Circle framework that I've got and the ideas and inspiration that comes through comes from that place of just stillness femininity it's just divine connection to myself the earth and the cosmos and beyond purely just through not driving 60 yoga mats up and downstairs and gongs and all that purely just from not doing that just being still and that's something that i'm doing more and more especially in lockdown so i'm i'm really relishing in the quiet at the moment to have the inspiration feel that 
connection. I think a lot of Londoners will definitely resonate with that. Maybe people outside of London as well. But I think that slowing down and not running from X to Y to Z and and definitely trying to, I'm definitely going to try and bring more of this into when we come out of lockdown. So I guess what is one thing that you wish you'd known or more than one thing, but what's, what's the main thing you wish you'd known about, you know, sound healing or life before sound healing happened? I wish that I'd known at a very early age that we are all divine, luminescent, sovereign beings of sound and light. The word person derives from Latin person, being of sound. It's who we are and we're conscious co-creators of our own reality. And to do that and to understand how to manifest everything that we desire, all we have to do is, is truly explore the concept of vibration, energy, frequency. And by upgrading our internal vibration, raising our brains and our thoughts and upgrading our minds to a higher frequency, we can start to attract experiences that match that higher frequency and so achieve and attract the life that we desire. And that is something that we all should have known before because I only really started to understand. And yeah, the secret taught it. You know, we read the secret 10 years ago. But it didn't quite give you the full picture, did it? It just said thoughts become things, but it's so much more than that. So you read that book and it'll get you a certain way. It's it's interesting, a concept, but it feels a bit gimmicky when you don't understand that you have to be an embodied co-creator in your heart and making intentions and manifestations and affirmations from the heart space that are not only just for your benefit but for the highest good of all and you can only truly get that when you understand that you are this luminescent being of light and and so that for me you know if we knew that we'd also know that we're never alone and it would help to diminish the mental health issue because when you feel that infinite connection the oneness the one heart song the heartbeat of life all together then you would never really feel alone and you, you know that you have all the power and potency within you to connect to that, that star-like, god-like aspect of yourself. Pull it into your body and live the life of your dreams. How the hell am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here nodding with a kind of like, <laughs> anyone who's watching on YouTube will be able to see, it's just this kind of like, yes, girl! <laughs> yes! Because I think that sometimes when my mental health dips, I, one of the new thoughts is, oh, you're getting too human again. <laughs> <laughs> you're forgetting because, the, you know, depression, anxiety, trauma, all that stuff doesn't exist in the higher realms. It's in the, you know, it is the physical realm where we get bogged down in like human day to day, must do, should do, keep everyone happy stuff that those things start to manifest. And I think actually the more that I, similar to you, I guess, you know, play my gong just for myself, not for anyone else, just for myself. I love doing that. I've actually found for any gong players out there who want to gong themselves and have got annoyed that they can't get the same benefits that other people get when they're laying down. If you get a bolster and lay down on the bolster into supported child's pose position, if you do yoga, so essentially the bolster underneath your body, just have one beater and gently rock your arm onto the gong and back in like a very gentle rhythm. Eventually you switch off and you will be so gonged out. It's wow. awesome. The students become the teacher. <laughs> little tip, little tip there for me. Um, yeah, it was honestly, it was so good. I was like, oh, I wonder if that'll work. And I was like, just put the 
you know the stand so the setting's low so the gong's quite near to the floor and just gong yourself oh it's so nice so well, I've totally gone off in one now I'm literally living in that moment where I was over there being gonged so who how do people get in touch with you I mean I'm sure by now everyone's fallen in love with you as much as I am so how do people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about you and your sound therapy if they want to buy your bowls all that stuff how do they get in touch I love making friends and I love guiding people down the path student or not I just love helping introduce people to the wonderful magical world of sounding and I think everybody has to have even some basic knowledge on it and I hope that this podcast has has helped you uh, sort of spark that uh, curiosity that it did in us way back then my website is cherubella.co.uk my instagram's at cherubella with a little underscore and yeah please get in touch because there is so much more magic to discover and for those of you out there that are feeling lonely or feel like there are mental health issues or wish to have a deeper spiritual experience learn an instrument learn an instrument you're never ever going to be alone if you can play because when you play that Native American flute at sunrise, you'll feel like you're sitting next to God. And if you're playing your guitar at a campfire when you're traveling, friends will join you and you will make new friends for life. And you can sing to your lover and to your children. And, you know, maybe you could even have the guts to play that piano in King's Cross Station that everybody walks past and wishes they could play. Learn an instrument. It's it's the best thing you can do for your soul, for your mind and for your body. So please do. That, that is my takeaway thing. And sing, sing every day. Sing silly songs. It doesn't have to be a mantra. It can be Beyonce, whatever your jam is. Sing that. And, you know, there's no better medicine in the whole world than your own human voice. So use it. One note on that before we close off. You always said to me, your voice is going to be your most powerful instrument. And I remember you saying that in training. And I remember me scoffing, you know, awful student, like, what does she know? <laughs> I've been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> I can't sing. Who does she think she is? You know, kind of thing. And I remember really distinctly, I was doing a Reiki treatment for somebody, but I was starting to use the singing bowls and things like that. And I started channeling and I was like, what the hell? And, and there was a chant in my head. I've no idea what language it was in. And I was like, mm, and it was going, you know, basically I was being pos- not possessed, but like, you know, do this, say these words, whatever. And so I started singing this chant and I still to this day, I'm like, I still don't think that was my voice that came through. But anyway, the person that I was doing the sound the, or the Reiki session for said, oh my God, was that you at the end? I said, oh yeah, I don't know what happened there. So, so like someone came through and she went, I used to be a singer and I've been thinking about going back to singing, but I've been too nervous. And I was like, well, I think that's your message. And then after that session, about three or four weeks later, and I'd played gong in between, I was doing a gong bath and the same thing happened. And at the end of the gong, I started chanting. And I'm not joking, my heart was beating through my throat. Like I was so nervous and so like, oh. And at the end, someone said to me, oh, what was that song you played at the end? Can you send me a link? And I was like, that was me. And they were like, what? because I'd never done it before and they'd come you know a few times and sometimes I'll play calming music at the end when everyone's sort of coming around and I said no that was me and they were like what and I was like oh and now I do it every time and I get so many compliments on my voice even though I'm not trained even though to be honest you know I'm not I don't I still don't think I'm a very good singer and if I was to go and try and sing I, I don't think I'd be able to do it but at the end of the gong I feel like that there's always something that needs to come through and, and I just allow that, whatever that is, 
on that day to come through and it's it's really powerful you notice the energy change when you use your your voice whatever that voice is you know and i'm i'm not mariah carey or bloody beyonce or whatever you know my god um, that'd be so annoying to sound like <laughs> i might try that everyone's super chilled and then you're like <laughs> it has been it's my intuitive it's intuitive you are i'm very proud of you i really am oh thank well you're my teacher you're my teacher i learned from the best it sounds condescending because you know we're, we're close we're close in age but i i see everything that you do i see all your posts and i i genuinely i'm truly truly proud of you for everything that you're achieving and please do keep doing more the world needs more of your beautiful light and energy good teachers <laughs> well thank you so much it's been my absolute pleasure to have you here today maybe we can try and get tim on <laughs> no, tim loves it tim said he was so adverse to anything online all of a sudden, Mick Jagger does a Zoom, and he's like, if Mick Jagger can do it, I can do it. So so I've got him on twice now. So, yeah, I'm sure he probably would, would be up for it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll see you again soon. And for everyone else, thanks for listening. You know where to find me. See you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed listening, why not leave us a review? It really does help other people to find this podcast and enjoy it too. Feel free to share it with friends and family members that you think it might be useful to. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.